0: Monogamous Pod, a podcast about non-monogamy and polyamory. I'm your host and I would like to officially welcome you to season four of the podcast. I've been on hiatus for <laughs> almost a full year and to be honest the episodes were supposed to be out months ago. Instead I took the time to figure out what I really wanted to do with the podcast, the format I wanted to give it to you in, and how I wanted to move. Honestly, I wasn't even sure if I would fully move forward, but I'm back. I'm back. (laughs) One episode a month covering topics and ideas that are interesting and relevant to non monogamy and polyamory is coming your way. So, if you all remember, when I started this podcast with my pod partner, Sham, we were doing weekly episodes. And we did that for, you know, we started in 2019, November. So, we were doing that weekly episode thing up until like during the early parts of the pandemic in 2020 into about the beginning of 2021 things when things kind of i was like this is, this is a lot and so i started skipping episodes here and there for season three officially i was like yeah we're not doing weekly anymore this is a lot this is excessive i can't manage this by myself because as you all know sham stepped to the side in season like a lot of parts of season two definitely in the hiatus between season two and season three i say as you all know but i might have some new listeners hey y'all hi <laughs> How y'all doing? I'm Jen, polyamorous, pansexual from Jamaica, born and raised, living in the DMV. That that's kind of what you need to know about me and the podcast. <laughs> so, uh, in in talking about all this, this is just to kind of give a little history of where I came from with this podcast and kind of talk a bit about where I want to go now. And like I said, I still enjoy making this podcast, but you probably heard a lot of my Crisis of Faith episodes, <laughs> one of them featuring Sinead Jackson Kendall last season, where we talked about the work not being valued. And I my myself feeling as if the work that I was doing was not being valued. And part of that, I'll be honest, had to do with the way that some other counterparts who were creators in the polyamorous space were thriving while I felt I was... Severely struggling, and you know I'm a I'm a one woman show. I have a full time job. My full time job is not content creation. You all should know this if you follow me on any other socials. You know I am bad <laughs> at being a full time content creator, and so I, a lot of factors were at play. And I was feeling very discouraged, very unsure about how I wanted to do this podcast, if I still wanted to do this podcast, and what it would take for me to deliver. The quality of episode that I wanted to deliver while investing my time and energy in it, while getting some kind of return, in a sense, right? Because I devote hours and hours of my time per episode to this podcast. And, you know, sometimes I get messages saying, This is a really great episode. Thanks so much for talking about this. This is really relevant to my life. But more often than not, just crickets. It's crickets. I don't get any money from this, <laughs> I don't get any kind of recognition. And screaming into the void is fun to a certain extent. And it was fun for Shem and I to do it that way. But as the podcast changed and took a different shape, I just kind of need more feedback. I need feedback. I need comments. I need like emails telling me like what you liked, what you didn't like. I need money. I need money because the software, the website, all that stuff costs money. And so just trying to figure out all of that. And that's really why this hiatus has been so long because I recorded episodes and I trashed them right now. I have an interview that I did with an amazing creator talking about fat phobia, because I think is going to be like super dope. And I just we encountered some technical difficulties in that episode, which made it that much harder for me to find the capacity to go through and fix those issues, to edit, to release the episode. And so I just, it's, it's been a lot. It's been a lot on your girl. Your girl has been stressed. Your girl has been tired. Your girl has been, has been through the ringer, through the ringer. This past year, well, actually, we'll talk, yeah, we'll talk about 2022 into 2023. This past year has been a lot for me, um, and it's been a lot for the world. I mean, we went into a pandemic in 2020, twenty twenty, and we're still in a pandemic, despite what they want us to believe. People are still catching COVID. We're having a huge uptick in COVID-19 right now. And it's just, <laughs> it kind of feels never ending in a way. There's always something very, very bizarre happening in the world. Like today, September 29th, 2023, Diane Feinstein finally died. And I say finally because there's been, she's been on the verge of dying for like a while. and This is like very American politics related. Trust me on this here. I'm going with it. In this very weird news cycle, it's a super moon. That's not a part of the news cycle, but it's a new cycle to me. It's <laughs> a super moon. Reality dating shows are, of course, bigger and better than ever. The writer strike, which lasted, I think, for 146 days or maybe more than that, is finally over. They're voting on their new contract. And... It, after is still on strike United Auto workers are on strike Air Canada pilots I found out today were doing some picketing at Toronto Pearson Airport um you know there's it's a red hot labor summer that has gone into like a solidarity season like a red hot labor fall <laughs> and there's so many things happening just outside today they arrested somebody who said kill Tupac like I <laughs> we're talking about aliens there's been that's just this week this week, those are just the things happening. Let's like, if we expand on this and go like beyond what's just happening this week and go, I mean, Beyonce Renaissance tour, (laughs) fire. I went, it was amazing. I went back in May, but there is so much happening in the world all the time, just out there in the news. And this is not even factoring in what's happening with individual people what's going on with their individual lives and as an individual I had shit going on for me too so my job you know does require me to be less present um for longer periods of time on social media just like out there in the world whatever because I just i be busy i be locked in and I'd be busy and y'all know I got like my little neurodivergence ish things going on so I'd be locked in hyper-focusing on work for like four hours and then appear and be like, damn, it's been that long? Shit. Like, and, you know, I've enjoyed living in the DMV. DC is great. It's fantastic. I lived in Florida before, for those of you who do remember that. And it's just very, it's very different from Florida in a good way, in a good way. And I enjoy my life here. I, but I'm also like very insular at the moment. I've been kind of like in the house, not doing a lot, not doing much, just kind of like in the house. And it's been weird. It's been weird thinking about all the things and how in 2020 I was going to go to more concerts. I was going to date more. I was going to do all this stuff. Oh, I also went through like a breakup in this time period between 2022 and 2023. That happened too. Because you're surprised your girl was talking to somebody and it did not work out. And that's fine. That's actually fine because it happens and I don't regret the connection I made with that person. And, you know, I've even gotten to a point where I can unblock them because, of course, I blocked them after we broke up. Not of course, but I did. And I got to a point where I can unblock them and, and live, not think about it and live my life and be totally fine with that. And... I'm not dating right now. I'm barely even going outside of the house for social things. And when I do go out, I kind of enjoy like solo time. So I hang out with friends every once in a while. We do our dungeon stuff. You know, we have dinner, we have drinks. And there are times when I'm just like, I just want to go out by myself. So I'll go out by myself to a little restaurant I like and sit at the bar and they know me. And, you know, I have a drink, I have some food, I chit chat with them. I read my book on my Kindle and I go home and I feel fulfilled and having a great time. Um, also in this hiatus period, because apparently we're talking about what's been happening. Um, I went to a family reunion in Antigua. I did that and that was great. That was really, really great. Super fantastic. I got to see like 80 members of my family, one side of my family anyway. That was fun. And in that time period, I also was injured because I ended up having a fall and getting a grade two ankle sprain and so was then unable to work for two months, and this happened right before my family reunion in a place, is lovely, but not very disabled friendly in some ways, so just, just so many things happened in 2023 in the past three months, and just in life, and I'm not dating, I'm reading books, I'm watching TV, I'm working, I'm spending time with friends where I can, I'm actually trying to spend more time with friends that I left behind in Florida because I haven't seen those people in a long time and I want to see them. So trying to plan a trip there, I'm still recovering from my injury, by the way, not back to hundred percent, but I am physically back at work and it's trying just, just saying, if y'all want to send money for medical bills, I'm gonna drop my cash app, my Venmo, my PayPal, all all that stuff in, in, in the show notes as, as you all know, I'm gonna drop them all there. (laughs) Um, but yeah, life has just been a lifing in a, in a lot of different ways that I adulting sucks. (laughs) It just sounds, it sounds like I have nothing to say, but I have everything to say. Adulting sucks. Adulting really, really, really sucks. Um, sometimes. And as a single, single meaning unmarried woman, uh, a married black woman, unmarried immigrant to this United States, it's, it, it can be just so, so exhausting because the whole system of this country is just built on, you know, the nuclear family, 2.5 kids, dog, white picket fence. Well, based on how the systems are set up, not necessarily like, right now actual space because who's got space for a white picket fence and a dog running around right now, like in any major city, we don't, we don't have that. Um But yeah, so that's what's, that's, what's happening with me. That's what's, that's a me stuff. That's the world stuff. There's many things happening. I can drop links to some things in, in show notes and uh, some amazing things that have happened in polyamory. Like some books have come out. Multiamory's book dropped. Uh, Evita's book is dropping. Next month, Surprise! I'm gonna try to bring on the podcast interviewer about that. That's gonna that's my goal for episode two, by the way. Evita talking about her book. I think that'll be really dope. Um, there's some other polyamorous books and non books that have come out recently. Um, the sequel to Poly Secure came out. I forget the name of it right now, but I will also drop the link to that in the show notes. I'll just drop I'll drop a little book list there. I might change over for the website location. Like the website looks different now than it did before. Because uh, I did a lot of stuff in this hiatus for the show and for me. And there were some struggles. And now we're here and we're back and we're doing something bigger and better. Maybe not bigger, but definitely more scaled down and niched, niched down. So my goal is to drop one episode a month, like I said. It's probably going to be at the end of the month to make sure I have time to record, edit, all that stuff and figure it in. And I'll probably try to tie it close to newsletter time. So some months, maybe earlier, depending on if I'm talking about a specific instance or specific event that's occurring. And some months, it will probably be like exactly on the last day of the month. But just budget that that last week of every month, there will be one Monocamish Pod episode. I can't say it's going to be Wednesdays or Thursdays. I don't have a set day for that yet, but just know it's going to be last week every month. And right now, this month, it's probably going to be Saturday because today is Friday. I'm recording this as a last stitch effort to really speak my mind, speak my truth and get this episode out. Because I said, I just, I, I want to be back. I want to be back. I want to be back in your ear holes. I want to be doing this. So I need to start showing up like I do the best way that I can, which is putting out episodes. (laughs) Okay, So as you can tell, there's no video available for this episode because I no. (laughs) there's there's no video for the episode that will show you my face right now. I know you miss it. I know you miss it. But this is not that episode where my face is going to return. But you have all seen the new logo from Anagamish Pod. Some color changes have been happening. You know, some adjustments were made. I felt that as we were evolving, we needed a new look. So we got a new look and I love it. Shout out to my designer as usual. Gray. <laughs> love you. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, as I've been to some kinky stuff, that's been fun. Um, I got to meet some people that I've only known online for the past few years in person. That's been fun. Um, I'm potentially going to be, you know, doing some fun stuff soon that I will talk to you about in the, probably the next episode of the podcast or the one after that. Uh, my birthday's coming up. That's that's a thing that's happening. Uh, nothing major planned for that, so don't get excited. Uh, I can't say that I'm gonna be doing anything, you know, really fascinating with it. But it is coming up very soon, and I'm pleased to be growing older. Pleased to still be here. We still be doing this thing, even though there are now flowers blooming in Antarctica, which is apparently very bad. And you know, we're all gonna die of global warming. But you know, I'm happy. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm happy that I get to be surrounded by love for the people that I care about. So there's that. Uh, let's talk about what's happening in TV, movie, and books. I think that's that's where I kind of want to be at right now. So uh, as I said, I've been doing some reading, watch some TV, watch some movies. And I've been having a lot of thoughts about reality dating shows. So the ultimatum queer love was on and that show needs to always be gay. Let's just make that the the point of the point of order. That show needs to always be gay as a straight version. Yeah, it was messy, but the queer version is hit in a whole different way. And I don't understand why they would ever make this show straight again. That's probably why they're casting for Ultimate <laughs> Queer Love season two. And I imagine it will all be queer uh women and non-binary people again. But um if it ends up being men, I mean, I'm I'm also down with that. You know what I'm saying? I'm also down with with seeing how queer men would navigate a situation like this. I think it'd be interesting. My, you know, my pod partner at Blatcher Ret's Lex does not feel the same way that I do, but I, I would want to know. I would want to know what's going on with that. So that's one thing that I was thinking about. And it made me think about how reality dating shows generally, which I've mentioned before, are just so hyper fixated on this like monogamy, one person forever at the end of it all model, when we really could open this up in such a different way to allow for more natural exploration of relationships, but because the house society has decided that we're all like, we're all trying to be monogamous forever and ever. Amen. It doesn't want to give people that like visual representation of other options. Cause then they have to like adjust society. Maybe. I don't know. But, uh, one person that I am internet acquainted with had like a question about how to make like a love is blind kind of show like more queer or like a reality show like that, more queer. And I was like, I'm so glad you asked that question. I have a dissertation just on this topic of reality dating shows and how they they're really non-monogamous to stay that way. And I, I, I listed out my ideas. I was like, you know, for love is blind. Let's just take away the engagement part. Let's just, you know, they choose one or more people that they had really deep connections with. And, you know, y'all can still go on this little vacation thing if you want to, but it's a group vacation. It's not like a, oh you gotta stay coupled up. You're like, y'all have your individual rooms. I don't think they need to be living together. I think living together is just excessive. If you choose to live with one person, you can. And if you don't want to, you don't have to. And I think we need to allow that. I think we need to show more of like the family and friend dynamic. Cause unless your person on the show don't got no friends, which is entirely possible. And if if they don't, I think that's a red flag just saying. Uh, they don't got no friends, then why don't we see more of the family and friends input? Like, why don't we see them genuinely having certain kinds of conversations? And then one of the things that I think was great in the ultimatum is that they give them these little games, like to get to know each other, they have to do when they're in the apartment living together. And we need to introduce that to love is blind. We need to do more games like that, like more, more, more questions, more of those question games, like, Oh yeah. Tell me like one true deep thing about you or, whatever cliche phrase we're using in this dynamic insert question here, you know, I think that it helps to make the environment playful, but also leaves room for like vulnerability to share this kind of information because you're not like trying to focus on, Oh my God, am I asking the right questions? Am I, this person's going to be my husband or my wife? Like, am I, am I getting all the information I need by just, you know, I, I think that by loosening up a little bit, it would be an even better show. That and you know, getting rid of Nick and Vanessa Lachey as hosts, but that's that's apparently not happening. <laughs> it's apparently not going to happen, uh, cause they just love having straight people host these shows. And like Joanna Swisher, what's her name? Joanna Garcia, right? She hosted um, Ultimatum Queer Love, and she was just looking at these people like, I don't know what's going on, baby, but I'm just here for vibes, <laughs> here for vibes and a good time, and I I love. Joanna, she's she's really great in, um, <laughs> whatchamacallit, uh, Magnolias, Sweet Magnolias on the evil Netflix app. But uh, she just wasn't the right fit as host for the show. And I think we all need to be okay with that. We need to just accept that not everybody's meant to host everything. Nicodemunas Lachey, I'm just, I'm looking at y'all. Not meant to host everything. So there's that. Uh, another great thing that I read recently, actually, is just for the cameras. It is a non-monogamous, like polyamorous sex worker romance novel. And I will be putting the link to that, of course, in the show notes. So you don't have to worry about whatever. But it, listen, spicy, hot and good because it really shows that you're just real people. They're just real people who haven't feelings and figuring it out. And I liked it a lot because I think there are not enough romance novels about sex workers that don't involve them having to like give up being a sex worker at the end of it all, because that's the only way to prove that they are ready for a relationship. In the, in this book, I can tell you this, and this is like a spoiler, whatever they stay sex workers in the book. They have an, like an OnlyFans kind of account. And they keep having that account in at the end, by the end of that book. That hasn't changed. What changes is like the kind of content they put on it, but also not really. So I just, I think it's important that we tell stories like that where people are still people, even if they're sex workers. Like, why do we pretend like they're not? Why is it that in TV shows and romance, they have to stop doing the thing in order to be like valuable or worthy of love? They don't have to. And that book was really great for that. Uh, There are some like other non-monogamous slash polyamorous books that I kind of read in this time, but they weren't hitting like that. So I'm not going to recommend them. Anything that pops into my mind after (laughs) I finish recording this, I will just drop it in the detail show notes. So that's kind of a general gist (laughs) of what's been happening with me, with the pod, life with the outside world and it feels kind of rambly but I think that's how we're just gonna have to lean into this I think I'm just gonna have to lean into this episode not being perfect despite it being the first episode of season four I think that if I strive too much to focus on like the perfection of it all I'm just gonna never release an episode because nothing is perfect and while I know this empirically, I constantly have to remind myself that perfection is unattainable and everything is only as good as it is in the moment. And some things are not as good in the moment. And that can also be okay. I put so much into this, the show, and networking and talking to people and like building rapport and like knowledge and, and all of this. And I also have really bad memories. So sometimes I am literally reading from notes to do these episodes. I have to like jot my thoughts down, like immediately as I have them. Otherwise they are gone. And it makes it feel inauthentic to me, but I'm not being authentic. I'm just, you know, trying to keep my thoughts organized. And it makes me feel chaotic if I'm not as fully organized as I want to be and it's, it's all the things. It's all the things. And life is messy. And polyamory is also messy in its own way. Like all these individual relationships that you're trying to work out and that you're trying to stay with or, you know, release depending on where you're at in that dynamic if that's necessary. And nothing is perfect. Life is always in flux. Love, life, relationships, everything. And... I need to have more grace for myself, which is, in essence, uh, what's happening here. So I talked about a couple episodes I have coming up. One, Fat Phobia, Desirability Politics. That's an episode's coming up. It's in editing. I'm not going to tell you when it's coming out of editing, but it's in editing. Uh, probably, I will say more than likely in November, because if I manage to snag Evita, if I manage to snag Evita right before her book comes out, that episode is the October episode. That's it. That's it. That's that's boom. That's it right there so there's that i do have a list of potential episode ideas that i'm working on right now another kinky episode of course that's happening uh polyamory and finances something i've been talking about for a while Nested versus unnested and you know single solo things like that like how does polyamory affect your finances? Cause we talk about a lot of stuff with polyamory and capacity and money is a huge capacity indicator, right? If you are working, you know, at Wally world and you have multiple partners and you're somebody who believes in like paying for those partners all the time and like financially taking the burden of those things, it means that you're not necessarily going to, you know, maestro every night for dinner with every partner It could mean that, you know, you're getting a rotisserie chicken and, you know, some rice. And that's chill. That's chill. You know what I'm saying? Just about polyamory finances and like how we budget that and like what happens like if you have a household where you share, like you have a joint account, like you don't have individual accounts, you only have a joint account with your romantic partner. What does that look like when you're out there in the world dating and shit? Like, let's talk about that. Also want to dive back into religion and polyamory. My Christianity episode is coming up. I've been speaking to this person for so long, I just have to, I just have to actually record the episode. I have to actually record the episode and release that. There is no timeline. I'm not telling you the actual dates for any of these things. I'm just telling you ideas and what I want to cover this season. And if you think that you can fit one of these topics really, really well, hit my line, hit my line on monogamishpod.com. There is a pitch me form. You can fill that out if you want to pitch me to be on the podcast. I do have a couple of pitches on there that I need to review right now. Um, one of them is for someone who's white, which as a reminder, we don't have white people on the show unless there is no other option, no other option. Meaning unless you are the expert in your field, unless what you have to say is genuinely super interesting to me, I will not have white people on the show and I'm okay with that. And you should be too, because there are other shows that will have you just not mine. Not sorry. Um, also, I want to have an episode talking about this great thing that somebody I know is putting on DC Cuddle Club. I think we should talk about intimacy and like physical touch. And a lot of people are touch starved, especially with the pandemic. People are touch starved as hell. And I think that events like this and this kind of initiative is like super fantastic. And we should talk about it more. So hoping to have that person on to talk about DC Cuddle Club. Um, also want to talk about polyamorous breakups, uh, you know. What happens when you break up as somebody who's been through a breakup recently? This is something that's not near and dear to my heart, but I think something that's not talked about enough. Especially like in black polyamorous spaces, like the online spaces where everybody knows everybody. Things can be a little, you know, it can be a little weird breaking up. So we want to talk about polyamorous breakups. And yeah, I think. The different levels of the breakup conversation, different levels of the finances conversation. Like, who knows? This could be like a series of episodes about one particular thing. And that's okay. That's okay. (laughs) I just wanted to give you a heads up and a welcome back to Monogamish Pod. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thanks for continuing to rock with me all these years. I really appreciate it. It's been almost four years now that we've been doing the pod. And I still say we because Sham is still like very much a part of the podcast and, and the heart of the podcast. Cause I wouldn't have ever done it without him. So out to Sham as always. Uh, of course you will see more of Shanae Jackson Kendall back. Cause she and I have such interesting conversation. <laughs> like there, there's no way that Shanae will not ever be back on this podcast. Like, and it, even if for some reason she decides to break up our friendship, which is not going to happen. But if, even if she did, I would still want to, keep that kind of like professional connection to her. So I think, yeah, I think, I think that's all I have for you right now for this episode back. I'm very nervous, uh, very excited. And uh, thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for being here. You know, you can find Monogamish Pod on Twitter or X as it's called now, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook at Monogamish Pod. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Podbay, and, and all the podcasting platforms. Maybe not YouTube podcasts. I don't know if I'm there yet. I have to look it up. See, so many podcasting platforms have popped up, Stitcher's gone under. There, there are so many things that have been happening in the space. I feel kind of removed from it, but I'm, I'm coming back into it. You can also find us on Substack monogamishpod.substack.com. I release a monthly newsletter talking about a lot of things and sometimes nothing. So that's your best way to keep up with what's everything that's happening in the pod sphere. Uh, monogamishpod.com is where you'll find detailed show notes for every episode, uh, book recommendations, TV show and movie recommendations, podcast recommendations, uh just just lots of interesting stuff i'm building it out slowly but surely if you want to be on the podcast you can click on the pitch me button and you can fill out that pitch form and we can we can have you on the show not a big deal not a problem at all um you can also support the podcast financially um you can subscribe on spotify for podcasters and you know support the podcast in that way you can get a paid subscription to the Substack. you can also send me money directly you can find me on venmo and cash app have you met jen that's that's my thing um and of course all the links to where you can find all the important stuff will be in the detailed show notes on the website monogamouspod.com under this episode so that's all i got that's all i have for you thank you so much again for listening to me for letting me ramble in your ear hole for 20 plus minutes and i didn't tell you a time format for what these episodes are going to be because i'm trying to keep all episodes an hour or less this is actually hitting a sweet spot that i think i'm gonna like so hey anyway, once again thanks so much for being here i'm jen this is Club, and I'll catch you next time hey everyone